Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over the coming recession and how it can affect your pool service business and also encourage you that there's not a lot to worry about if you're in the swimming pool industry and we are hit by, let's say, a year-long recession. I've been through the 2008 recession and I can kind of tell that we're probably heading to a recession. So rest assured, there's no need to hit the panic button at this point. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Leslie's Pro. I think what you have to realize is what a recession is and what a depression is. And a depression is a lot different than a recession. A recession is basically a period of temporary economic decline. And that word temporary is really important to remember, which trade and industry activities are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. GDP is the gross domestic product. I'm not going to give you a whole study on micro and macroeconomics, but I'm just going to emphasize the fact that a recession is pretty temporary. And if we have a recession, usually we're going into it for a period of time before it actually happens, before they record the negative numbers. And we come out of it usually before they know it also. So it's a relatively quick event. In 2008, I would say that recession lasted about two years until about 2010, even though we were out of the recession It still had lingering effects to 2010, 2011. Now, this is a whole different ballgame and a whole different market than that period of time. Back in 2008, people had tons of equity in their homes, unrealistic amount of equity. And so they were cashing out their homes, basically all all their equity. They were cashing it out, I should say, and using that for big projects around their house, buying cars, buying RVs. And according to Bloomberg, in 2008, there was 129,000 new pools constructed. And of course, by 2009, that shrunk to 54,000. If you were in the industry at that time, you saw a lot of the builders locally go out of business. I saw several in my area, Arcadia Pools. um, There was uh, Grazio Pools. And some of them shrunk their offices down like Blue Haven and the other big company. I can't remember the name of it. But there were a ton of builders going out of business. I mean, if you go from 129,000 pools to 54,000 in 2009, that's one year later, that's going to put a lot of people out of business. And that's not to say also that some of the construction was still in like phase three where they had dug the hole and put the gunite, but they didn't weren't able to finish it because the customer stopped paying on it. Or there was a dispute. There was one company here that had many pools that weren't finished. They went under. And so it was a 
big project to kind of get them all completed by other builders. This happened and it was pretty dramatic. And so the constriction in the building of pools, even though we've had an ex- what seems like an explosion of pools being built, they've actually been at a pretty normal level since 2017. Let's say that's as far as this article goes to. There's been 75,000 new builds in 2017. So there was a little bit of an explosion recently, but I would say from 2010 to 2017, there's been a normal amount of pools being built. The economy was pretty stable. No one went crazy and took out more money than they could at that point. And then in the recent last couple of years, there's been a lot of pools being built. So this all goes to say that there are a lot of service accounts out there that are available And there's more pools now than there was in 2008. And there's more pools available than there was back then because there's less people servicing those pools. A lot of the old timers have retired. A lot of people are out of the industry. And so there's been a really explosive growth of pools being built. But there hasn't been anyone around to maintain those pools. Or I should say the growth of the pool service industry hasn't kept up with the amount of pools being built. So what happens during a recession, if, for instance, one of your customers can't pay you any longer because maybe they lost their job and they're trying to cut expenses, I'm going to touch on that in a second also, what you're going to actually see in a recession. And then, of course, you lose that account. But it doesn't mean that back in 2008, where there wasn't an account to replace it, now in 2022, there's definitely, 2022-23, there's definitely going to be an account available to replace any pools that may cancel because of economic hardships or situations. Now let me back up and go over what I saw happening in 2007, 2008, when we started heading into this pretty major recession. Some economists are calling it a depression, but it never officially got to that point, I don't think, on paper. But it was a really bad period of time. I mean, it was one of those things where it was bleak and it didn't look any, like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. You couldn't even see the end of the tunnel back then at that point in that economy, I had some rental properties and I actually had to cut my rent down on a couple of tenants to keep them in there because I did not want a vacancy during this really dark period of time. And so I actually discounted the rent by $100 a month so that they wouldn't move out and I had to fill the vacancy with who knows who at that point because it was a different market than it is today and things are a lot different than back then, not just in the real estate market but in the pool industry as well. So what I saw back in 2008 was the first person to go was the housekeeper. This is something that you can clean your own house. It's not a big deal. You can scrub your floors, you can do your toilets, you can do the laundry. And so the housekeepers were the first ones to maybe get cut back to less time or less often during the month or just let go entirely. So that was the first stage people would let go of their housekeepers. The next stage would be the gardener. Believe it or not, a lot of people let their gardener go before they let their pool service go. And with this drought in California, people are replacing their lawns and getting some money back from the state in some areas. And the landscaper or gardener was the first to go in that period of time. They would either make them or try to make them come every other week, which is pretty impossible with a yard. Or they would just take over the lawn service themselves. One of the main reasons that this was happening is because maintaining a pool, if you've never done it before, can be a little daunting. I'm not going to say that a do-it-yourself homeowner can't maintain their pool, and they certainly can to a really good extent. You have the trouble-free pool form 
with over 50 or 60,000 users on there. These are all homeowners that maintain their own pool and they do it successfully. But there's one element that you need to have to maintain your pool. And that's not knowledge because there's plenty of that out there on the internet. There's plenty of YouTube videos and resources. The element you need to maintain your pool properly is time. And if you're struggling to make ends meet, you're not going to be taking care of your pool versus going out there and doing Instacart or finding some way to make some money. And so the reason why in 2008, we lost some accounts here and there. It wasn't a huge amount. I think it was about 10%. And this was probably one of the worst recessions that we faced. And things are different in other ways with your pool now too. The cost of maintaining your own pool was relatively inexpensive back then. The cost of maintaining your own pool is really expensive at this point. Also, the builders have done us a favor in the industry by making the pools a lot more complicated. And the pools are hugely more expensive than they were to build, let's say, even a decade ago. So there's a lot of money invested in the backyard pool, eighty dollars to $100,000, where maybe 10 or 15 years ago, that would be a $30,000 investment. So the cost of the pool has dramatically gone up. The complexity of the pool has gone up with the automated systems, the actuator valves, all the automated chemistry. And so you do need a professional in a lot of cases, unless you have a dedicated amount of time to maintain your pool. But to me, the biggest factor is the cost of that pool. If you're going to spend $100,000, $120,000 on a pool, you better be sure you have someone who's going to take care of that pool and do it correctly. I mean, you wouldn't do your own Tesla oil change if you spent $120,000 on it. That's a joke. Tesla doesn't have oil. Anyway, you wouldn't spend, you wouldn't buy something like a luxury item, like a pool or an expensive car and do all of your own work on it. And I think that's where we're all sitting right now as we go into this upcoming recession. I mean, 84% of economics, 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 economic majors, economists, that's the word I'm looking for. So 84% of these wizards who look at the macro and microeconomics and study all the different numbers and everything coming in. And there's a few other vastly different aspects of this particular recession we're heading into and the one in 2007, 2008, I guess you could say all the way to 2010. And that is that the cost of living has increased dramatically and the cost of pool service has gone up, but nothing seriously dramatic. I mean, we went from maybe $90 for a service three or four years ago to 120 to 140 Some areas, of course, have even higher prices due to inflation, but it's nothing where it's crazy and it's nothing to where it's out of line with inflation in most cases. For instance, the average car payment now is $648 and back in 2007, I think it was like around 400, something like that, or 350. So the biggest expense that the client is incurring are these things like car payment. If they have two of these things sitting in their driveway, that's $1,300 a month. And your $150 a month pool service really is a drop in the bucket during a recession to these other gigantic expenses. I mean, the cost, if you bought a house in this last year, since February, or actually since March, the cost of that house is 40% higher than it would have been a year ago. So you have all these other cost factors that you have in play here. The higher cost of living, the higher cost of fuel, the higher cost of utilities, and then you have the pool service, which hasn't changed dramatically as far as pricing. It's probably within line of inflation. And therefore, it's not an expense that people have to necessarily cut and get rid of. 
where back in 2007, 2008, the pool service rate, of course, looked a lot higher optically because, you know, $100 a month, your car payment is $300. So it looked like a bigger part of your budget. Paying $150 or $160 a month for pool service, paying $650 for a car payment, paying $300 for your electricity bill or $400 every month, it really pales in comparison as an expense that needs to be cut. And then you have to go to the pool store, buy your supplies, maintain your own pool, and you're going to pay really inflated prices out there. Even if you use the BBB method where you get bleach and you use borax and you have baking soda, the price of you know liquid bleach has really skyrocketed, at least in my area. It's super expensive, doubled what it was two years ago. So that's even going to get expensive maintaining your pool using that particular method. By the way, I don't think the trouble-free pool form calls it the BBB method any longer, but it's a method where you're maintaining your pool using liquid chlorine and other household products of that nature. You can go to their site, uh, just go to troublefreepools.com and you'll see all the things that they recommend you do on your own. And the cost of doing those things has gotten more expensive. So it makes sense not to get rid of your pool service company in this upcoming recession. For all those factors I mentioned, the cost of the pool itself has doubled or tripled. And so you're investing a lot of money in your backyard that you can really mess up without the proper person taking care of it. You also have the fact that other expenses have really exploded over what you would consider a high rate for pool service. And other people are more expendable, like the gardener and the housekeeper versus the pool service. And I think that's the same thing that's going to happen. You're going to have more people getting rid of their housekeepers and getting rid of their landscapers. And then if they need to, they'll get rid of the pool professional take care of their pool and do it themselves. So I think there's a lot of panic out there because you've never been through a recession in your pool service business. Maybe people giving advice have never been through a recession in the pool industry. And so they're unaware of what it looked like. I can tell you what didn't happen during the recession in 2007, to, let's say 2007, 2009, that period of time. A lot of new equipment was not being put in. You couldn't upsell the customer on things that were not necessary. For instance, if the customer was looking to get a new gas heater, which is tremendously expensive right now. I mean, it's doubled in price over the last three years. But they would put that off back in 2007. They would be like, 2008, they'd be like, yeah, we'll just wait until things get better. And we won't heat our pool up or we're not going to use our jacuzzi anyway for now. And other things like that were put off. So nothing that was necessary was put off because the pool needs to be running. But things that were unnecessary upgrades, like some customers wanted bids on automated systems, those all never came to fruition because they wanted to just wait and see how the economy was going to play out. And that's something that's kind of weird about these situations. When the media says we're heading into recession, everyone tends to pull back and put the brakes on it. I remember in another podcast I talked about, I was mentioning that you should be, and this is something you should be doing regardless, and this is something you should be doing now is start to pay down your debt. So if you have a truck payment for your business or any other kind of payments, pay those off in the next six months to get ready for any kind of downturn. And that way you don't have to make those payments when money's not coming in or when you're having less money coming, I should say. And you're not going to worry about it. You'll be running your business pretty much debt-free at that point. And I mentioned that this is actually going to kind of exasperate the problem because as you're pulling back, everyone else is pulling back. And therefore, the pullback becomes real because you're participating in it. And I would say it would be foolish not to 
kind of circle the wagons with your business and pay off the debt, get things in order to lose 10% of your business. That was the peak amount that the pool service industry saw. Now, if you're doing building and and you have a pool service route, I'm not sure what's going to happen this time to the pool builders, but I know that back when the recession hit, most of the pool builders back then had a lot of debt. A lot of them didn't own their own equipment, and then they were paying the contractors or subcontractors as the money was coming in. Once the customer stopped paying the money or couldn't pay the money on the different phases of construction, they couldn't pay their workers, they couldn't continue building pools, and they went out of business. So having cash, of course, to weather this would be really smart if you're a builder. I mean, I would say you should have six to eight months of your expenses in the bank cash. So if it costs you, you know, $100,000 every six months to maintain your business, then you probably should have 100000 in the bank so that if something were to happen, you can still pay people and they can continue the next project for you. And you won't go out of business like back in 2007, 2008, when all the building dried up. You know, the statistic here said from 2008, it went from 129,000 pools to 54,000 pools in one year. So that's a huge drop off. That's more than 50%. And it could happen again. No one knows how that's going to affect the building sector. If you look at home builders, they're really suffering right now. And equity is harder to get out of your home than it was before. So I think the building aspect is definitely going to dry up a lot faster than the service aspect like it happened back then in the previous real recession that we had back in that time. And it's something that you can weather if you're smart and don't panic. Panic means I'm going to not expand my business. I have a chance to bring on an employee, but I'm going to wait because the economy may take a dive and I might not have have enough pools for that employee. That's what I mean by panicking. You're constricting your business for really no good reason. If there are service accounts out there that you can get and that you can advertise to get, and you, if you can bring in an employee, I would not hesitate. I wouldn't pull back and stop. That just is foolish because the accounts are there. Regardless of what the media says, there's a lot of industries that are recession resistant, and the pool industry is one of those. If you're smart about it and you're not going to panic, I don't really buy into the recession talk as it's going to be anywhere near as bad as it was during the 2007 to 2010 period, where things were just really ugly going into 2008. Coming out of that recession was really slow and lugubrious. And I think the U.S. government has a history of kind of bailing things out and speeding things up. So I wouldn't be surprised if this recession were to go on past one year, let's say 2023 to 2024. They would probably do something to stimulate the economy, cut interest rates. People are going to go crazy and refinance again. And if people will be start buying or they'll start giving checks out to everyone again, something to get us out of it. And they've proven the history of doing that. So I, I can see that happening again to prevent it from getting worse. But of course, by doing that, they exasperate the future problems by printing money, but that's for a different podcast or a different podcaster. And I would say that if you're worried about the recession, if you're really worried about losing business or you're worried about different aspects of your business, the simplest thing to do and the easiest thing to do is to cut your debt load. If you're running your business debt-free, it doesn't matter if you lose 10% of your customers. You don't have any bills to pay besides your personal mortgage, of course, and household bills. But you don't have any business debt to pay. You're not paying for a truck or equipment or multiple trucks. 
you're pretty much operating your business debt-free. And as an example, if you have a truck payment of $700 a month, if you pay off that truck in the next six months, then going into 2023, you have no truck payment. And if you lose $500 with the business because four customers quit or you didn't get some kind of repair that you normally would get every month or the kind of income from your business, it's really no sweat because you had a $700 cushion and you still have $200 of that cushion left. And you can see that being debt-free is really smart in the business. Running your business with a lot of debt, having a lot of money out and no money saved is a way to really be crippled during a pullback and a recession. But again, I'll go back to my original premise that this recession for the pool industry, at least for the pool service sector, I should say, that's the weekly service that you do in a pool, the monthly pool service. This is not something that's going to be dramatically affected by any kind of pullback in the economy. The builders, yes. Pool stores, probably. Maybe not because then the homeowners have to go in and buy their chemicals now at full retail price and they don't have to sell at wholesale to the pool pro. So the pool stores may actually do better, I guess you can say, in a recession. They're going to have a lot more customers of 10% more go in there to buy chemicals and supplies, then they're probably going to get a little bump in their business versus the other sectors in the industry. But I'm just here to say that I made it through 2007, 2008, 2009, emerged in 2010, and we've had a good 10-year run of really a stable economy, maybe even an economy that was increasing every year. It's hard to say with inflation these last two years, it's kind of hard to get your head around that. But we've had a really good run in the industry, and we're probably going to have a good run after this recession. So if you lose money in 2023 or on paper lose money, just be aware that in 2024, 2025, you'll make it all back, and it's not a big deal. Every year is going to be different. I'll just give you a quick example. In 2013, I did a complete remodel of a rental. It was $80,000 back then. That's probably like $150,000 now. And I projected that I'll recoup that money over the course of six years. That was 2013. Six years have been in 2019. And we're in 2022. So I've made that money back, did the full remodel of that place, and recovered that money and then some. And so look at business in the long-term projection, not year to year, but where are you going to be in five years, 10 years? If you do this now, where is that going to lead you in the future? And if you're looking at everything month to month, day-to-day, year-to-year, you're not really doing justice to your business. You have to have a long-term vision of your business. And I think the long-term vision will show that, yeah, you may have a speed bump next year, but you're going to recover and do better the next year and the next year after that. And you're looking long-term in a business, not short-term. And I think a great book to read that kind of emphasizes this point, it's an older book, and there's many in the series now, but it's a book called good to great and it emphasizes or shows you how these companies started out really with nothing and how they kind of got things moving and where they're at now and the author is James Collins and I highly recommend that because you'll get a better vision of where you are now the bumps in the road and where you can be later in business if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded go to my website swimmingperlearning.com on the banner click on the podcast icon that'll bring you to a drop down menu of other podcasts that I recorded And you can listen to some of those at your leisure. And if you're interested in my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy.
Real quick, if you're not using pool server software, try skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.